Welcome back everyone to the Dirt Hut, a guide to Minecraft survival mode. This is the third episode of the podcast's first season, where I'll be discussing everything you need to know in your Minecraft survival world to complete all achievements and more. In the last episode, I talked about and evaluated every single food source in the game. In that discussion, I talked about the achievements Bake Bread, Time to Farm, Castaway, Alternative Fuel, The Lie, Iron Belly, Overpowered, Delicious Fish, Rabbit Season, Time for Stew, Repopulation, Cow Tipper, and Pork Chop. And wow, that was a lot. 13 achievements in a single episode. Anyway, if you haven't listened to it yet, you can check it out right after listening to this one. So now, let's begin. Now, before talking about mining and mining strategies, I'll first discuss what ores are. Quoting from the official Minecraft wiki, ores are uncommon, rock-type blocks used to obtain specific resources. Ores are primarily collected for crafting purposes such as tools and armor. Now, all of you probably know that ores are valuable, may it be in Minecraft or in real life. However, without the proper knowledge and skills, it might be hard to find certain ores, especially if you're looking for them in large quantities. Any ore blocks can be smelted into their corresponding ores, but I'll talk about that more later on. Now, I'll be talking about every single ore that can be found in the overworld, along with how and where to find them. Number 1. Coal This will most likely be the first ore you would obtain. It's a very common ore found in so many Y levels, ranging from 5 to 131. They're most commonly found though in Y levels 5 to 52. So if for some reason you need lots of coal, go anywhere there. Coal is the only overworld ore you can mine using any pickaxe in the game. Mining the ore block without the silk touch enchantment gives you coal. Without the fortune enchantment, you get one coal, but with it, you can get up to four. Of course, everyone knows that coal is good as a source of fuel. One coal can smelt eight items, but one coal block smells 80. One coal block only needs nine coal, so if you're smelting using coal, then nine times eight, that's 72, but a coal block smells 80, so if you're smelting lots of items, use a coal block to save one coal when smelting. Other than that, coal can be used to craft torches, campfires, and fire charges, which may come in handy later on. So yeah, that's coal. Number 2. Iron this will likely be the second ore you would obtain. Every other ore would likely be in a random order since they're all not very common and they all need iron pickaxes to mine. Anyway, back to iron. To mine iron ore, you need at least a stone pickaxe. For that, you need to mine three stone blocks with your wooden pickaxe for three cobblestone. 
and you can get your stone pick by crafting that cobblestone with two sticks. After doing that, you would get the achievement getting an upgrade. After mining your iron ore, you will get the ore block rather than an iron ingot, which means that mining with a silk touch or fortune enchantments has no effect on the block you get. You have to smelt this ore block in a furnace, and after doing so, you get the achievement Acquire Hardware. I think that iron is the material you should use to craft all of your tools and armor while looking for diamonds. To get the MORE TOOLS achievement, which is spelled M-O-A-R in all caps, I don't know why, you have to craft one of every tool using the same material, and iron is perfect for that as you won't be able to find too many diamonds overnight to accomplish that with diamonds. Also, I think you should save your diamonds for enchanted tools and armor once you have enough experience and resources to do that. Other than that, crafting your sword for that achievement will let you achieve another achievement which is time to strike. The achievement Iron Man also requires you to wear full iron armor, so you know, do that. Iron ore is most commonly found in Y levels ranging from 5 to 54, and the ore itself can be found up to layer 67. Iron is also an essential crafting ingredient, especially in late game or redstone related items. Just a few of these are anvils, shields, hoppers, and rails. Iron blocks don't really have a use other than decoration and storage. While mining, be sure to stock up on iron because it'll help you a lot in the future. Number 3, Lapis Lazuli. I'm talking about this first before the other more important ores like redstone or diamonds because surprisingly, and I just noticed now after researching, this ore can be mined using a stone pickaxe just like iron. Mining lapis lazuli ore without fortune or silk touch gives you 4 to 9 lapis lazuli. Mining the ore block with silk touch gives you, well, the ore block itself, while mining it with fortune 3 can give you up to 36 lapis lazuli per ore block mined, which is quite a lot. Lapis lazuli is really only good for two uses, enchanting and dying. Not the, you know, losing all of your stuff before respawning dying. I mean, adding colors to certain things in the game like wool and concrete. Unless you're a very decorative person and can't afford to make a flower farm, the enchanting aspect of Lapis Azuli is your main motive as to why you would mine this ore. When you see it while mining, mine it. Sometimes I think that I already have too much lapis with me, so I skip some lapis ores. Afterwards, when enchanting, I realize I don't have enough. It's happened once or twice to me already, and I don't want it to happen to you guys as well, so get as much as you can. I'll cover the whole enchanting part next time, by the way. The ore itself is most commonly found in levels 14 to 16, but it can be found up to Y level 33. This is why you don't usually come across lapis ore when strip mining for diamonds, but I'll talk about strip mining later on in the episode. Also, this ore is as rare or even rarer sometimes as diamond ore when it comes to vein generation. Anyway, lapis azuli blocks, just like iron blocks, don't have much of a use other than for decoration and storage.
Number four, gold. This and all of the other ores after it require an iron pickaxe or better to mine. Interestingly, not even a gold pickaxe can mine gold ore. Also, this is the only other overworld ore that drops the ore block instead of the ingot. In my opinion, gold doesn't have a lot of uses. These ingots are really only valuable in piglin bartering and crafting two things, golden apples and netherite ingots. Now, though gold blocks may seem valuable because they can be pushed back and forth by a sticky piston for quick bartering, that can be done easily with nether gold ore as well. Anyway, the whole bartering thing will be discussed in a later episode. Gold ore has two different generation parameter things. One is in the Badlands biome and the other is in all other biomes. In both biomes, it's most commonly found from Y levels 5 to 29. In the Badlands biome, it generates more times per chunk and can be found up to layer 79, while in all other biomes, it only generates up to level 33, similar to Lapis Lazuli. Number 5, Redstone. This is probably the ore you'll find most when strip mining for diamonds. At one point, I had a shulker box full of redstone blocks, not dust, redstone blocks, which is a lot. When searching online for how much redstone dust drops per ore block, I found varied results. So instead, I checked for myself, and I found that mining a block of redstone ore without any enchantment gets you 4 or 5 dust. However, and this was quite the peculiar find, with Fortune 3, you can only get a maximum of 8 redstone dust. The Fortune 3 mechanics though state that you have a chance of getting up to 4 times the amount you get without Fortune. So it's quite weird that you're supposed to get 20 at most, but you only get up to 8. Anyway, redstone is really valuable, especially for redstone engineers like myself. Almost all redstone components need redstone dust to function or be crafted. Redstone dust itself is essential in many redstone circuits. Redstone ore, when stepped on, emits light and triggers observers and other block update detectors, so getting the ore block is also good if you want to experiment with that mechanic. Redstone blocks are also quite valuable in redstone circuits as they are movable power sources, which is something that many circuits make use of. Redstone and diamond ore have the same generation mechanics, so I'll talk about the generation when I discuss diamond ore, which is up next. Just keep in mind though that redstone ore generates 8 times per chunk, while diamond only generates once per chunk. Ore number 6, Diamonds. This is the most valuable ore in the overworld. The best gear in the game, netherite tools and armor included, all need diamonds. Even an enchanting table needs one. Two, actually. Anyway, yeah, diamonds are great. Never forget that diamond ore needs at least an iron pickaxe. When picking up your first diamond, you will get the achievement, DIAMONDS. No, I may not be shouting, the achievement is in all caps and there is an exclamation point at the end. Also, you can get the achievement diamonds to you by throwing your diamond and letting another player pick it up. 
This can also be done using mobs, the easiest being a zombie. During the night, you can throw your diamond in front of the zombie and when it gets picked up, you achieve the achievement. Anyway, mining diamond ore without any enchantments gives you one diamond. Silk Touch gives you the ore block and Fortune 3 can get you up to 4 diamonds per ore. A shop in one of the servers I'm in sells diamond ore for 2 diamonds per block, which I think is a pretty good price. It's sort of like a gamble whenever you buy the block. It's like a game of chance whether you get 1, 2, 3, or 4 diamonds. That server is called the Virtual Plains by the way. Check it out if you have time. Anyway, here's my take on getting diamonds. Make a diamond pickaxe first, mine 4 obsidian, mine 2 more diamond ore, get a book, and make an enchanting table. Then, until you're able to get enough experience and lapis lazuli to give your gear good enchantments, continue using your iron gear. Only use your diamond armor and tools when they're enchanted well. Because, you know, no one likes seeing their diamond armor lost or burnt in lava. So always use your gear wisely. But, you know, that's just my opinion. After all, Minecraft is a sandbox game and everything you do in your world is up to you. Both diamond and redstone ore are most commonly found from layers 5 to 12 and you can find them up to Y level 19. Diamond blocks don't really have a use other than storage and decoration, just like lots of the other mineral blocks I've mentioned. Anyway, on to the next ore. Number 7, Emeralds. This is the rarest ore in the game, even rarer than ancient debris or diamonds. This is because it can only be found in the mountains biome, while diamonds and ancient debris can generate in any biome. Emerald ore can generate up to 11 times per chunk, but its veins only consist of a single ore block. They are most commonly found from layers 5 to 29, but they can be found up to Y32. Mining a block of emerald ore without any enchantments gives you a single emerald, but mining with fortune 3 can give up to 4. Mining with silk touch of course gives you the ore block. Emeralds have no use in crafting, but they're valuable when trading. Villagers use emeralds as their currency as many may know. I'll cover the whole trading thing sometime in the future though, not now. Emerald blocks are also used for mere decoration and storage. Now I'll do a bonus discussion on the new ore that's being added in 1.17. Number 8, Copper. We don't know much about this new ore when it comes to natural generation, but we do know that it will have revamped vein structures. Minecraft Live last week reviewed 5 different items that have copper in their crafting recipes. Those are copper blocks, copper slabs, copper stairs, lightning rods, and telescopes. I talked all about these in Unscripted Updates Episode 1, so be sure to check it out if you have time. Also, copper will be another ore that drops the ore block when mined, similar to iron and gold. Hopefully, we'll hear more from Minecraft before the update drops in about 6-10 to 10 months. No, 
Now, before I end this ore segment, I just want to say that iron, gold, diamonds, and emeralds can all be used in beacons as either bases or the, the payment things you put when you want to apply or change effects. Yeah, those things. Anyway, now that we know all about the ores you'll find when mining in the overworld, let's now talk about how to mine properly and efficiently. I'll first talk about caves, then later on, I'll talk about strip mining. Anyway, on to my preferred caving techniques. Fair warning, these may change when the 1.17 update comes. By then, I'll be making a brand new episode about mining, but you know, that's still a long time from now. Anyway, yeah, caves. <laughs> you know, again, I had to put it somewhere. Well, now for my preferred caving techniques. When finding a cave, I always bring these materials. Torches, a crafting table, a good pickaxe, some sort of fuel, some sticks, and of course, food. These three other items are optional, but I usually also bring a sword, a hay bale, and a water bucket. All of these things will let you survive while mining, even if your pickaxe broke or you need to find your way back, etc. Now, unless you need them for building, throw away any and all diorite, granite, and andesite. These are useless in the long run. What you need to keep though is cobblestone. There's an achievement called Chestful of Cobblestone where you have to fill up an entire chest with cobblestone. Seems easy, right? But for that, you need 27 stacks. So get as much as you need and feel free to go back and forth to deposit your cobblestone. Now. How, though, will you get back to your base? Well, that's where the torches come in handy. If you know that your cave is linear and only goes through one path, put torches on the walls going in that direction. For example, if your entrance and exit is to your left, put torches on the left side of the wall so that you will know that that is where you need to go. Now, there's one additional thing you need to do if your cave has more than one path. For example, if there's an intersection in the middle of your cave going three different ways, what I like to do is put four pieces of cobblestone in front of the correct way that leads to the entrance and I mark it with four torches hanging off of it. This makes sure that I don't accidentally get lost by going in the other direction. Now, there are times when you have to do this more than once in a single cave and that's okay as long as your path leads to the right entrance and exit. If you get lost, mine a staircase going up so you'll be able to get back to the surface. Always take note of the coordinates of your base in case you get lost. There have been a few times when I messed up and had to mine my way out of there. However, I was always able to go back to my base because I remembered my coordinates. So keep that in mind. Now, why did I mention the sword, hay bale, and water bucket a while ago? Well, here's why. A sword helps you fight against mobs. Caves are dark, which means that mobs such as zombies, skeletons, and creepers will spawn. Monster spawners, which are rare structures only found underground, can also be found. These house many mobs which you have to defeat. Many may already know this, but to deactivate a mob spawner, you have to light it up. I also mentioned hay bales and a water bucket. Most of you have probably heard of or even performed an MOG water bucket where you place a water bucket on the ground before falling to your death. However, that mechanic is very broken on the bedrock edition. 
Most of the time, when you place down the bucket, it doesn't actually get placed on the ground. Because of this, water is unreliable when falling and it's only good when you're burning in lava. This is why I talked about hay bales. Hay bales are blocks, which means that 99% of the time, if you spam place them on the ground, they will register. Hay bales reduce fall damage by an incredible amount. One time, I fell from world height to bedrock with full diamond armor. By definition, I was supposed to die instantly upon impact, but when I placed down my hay bale, it only took about, I think, 7 hearts of damage, something like that. I don't exactly remember, but that's what I think happened. Anyway, yeah, that was a long discussion, so I hope you listeners took note of that. And now, I'll talk about strip mining. If you want to find the most ores in general, strip mine at Y level 11. If you want to find the most diamonds, go to Y level 10. That's my strategy, but what is strip mining? It's simple. Strip mining happens when a player mines strips or linear paths on a certain layer. You can turn your strip mine into a branch mine by adding branches to the side of your strip mine. Now to maximize efficiency, what I do is I strip mine until my inventory becomes full. I then deposit what I get into the chest at my base. Afterwards, I make a branch on the left side of my strip mine. When my inventory is full, I deposit the loot again and make another branch on the right side opposite to the previous branch. After filling up my inventory and depositing the ores I get, I make a brand new branch on the left, three blocks away from the previous branch. By three blocks away, I mean there should be a two block gap in between the two branches. So from the beginning of the first branch, you count one, two, three, and that's where you make your second branch. This maximizes efficiency by making sure that all blocks discovered when mining were not discovered before in the previous branch. Now repeat this process until you're satisfied. When mining, my goal is always to get at least half a stack of diamonds. If I'm unable to get that, my mining session was unproductive. And that's really all I can say about strip mining. It would most definitely be much easier to explain all of this in a let's play on like YouTube or something. But honestly, it's too time consuming. However, if enough people want it, I'll do my best to make one. Maybe. Well, anyway, that's the end of my discussion about ores and mining in Minecraft. This took a pretty long time to do, but that's probably because I was watching too much anime. <laughs> anyway, all of these mining techniques will be updated once the Caves and Cliffs update comes out in summer of next year. Next week's episode will be all about the Nether, so stay tuned for that. Also, thanks a lot to Rytek AT and Julio Gat for sending positive comments through my email. Anyway, if you did like this podcast, be sure to share it with your friends and family members and stay tuned for the next episodes to come. If you search The Dirt Hot on Anchor's website, you can send me a voice message for feedback or you can send feedback to this podcast email address and that is thedirthotpodcast at gmail.com. I repeat, thedirthotpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, 
Thank you all so much for listening to the third episode of my podcast, and I hope to see you again in the next episodes. Bye now.